he's talking to Brendan and being like, I'm not sure if she likes you. And he goes, have you seen the way she looks at you when you're not looking? <laughs> and I just, I, I could not. I could not with that. I was like, did you hear what you just said? When he's not looking, how would he have seen? How? Hi, Thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. We're the Thirstiest podcast on the internet. Today we're talking about As Luck Would Have It. Such a good one. Yeah, how many cupcakes? Oh, Last gosh. week you predicted it might be a five cupcake film. I, I, 4.5 cupcakes. And I'll say why later on. I just feel like it deserved more time to resolve. They try to resolve everything in like seven minutes. And I think for this one, because the story was so good, they, it should have had more time. I couldn't, I can't give it the full five. You're being tough. I give it five cupcakes. <laughs> really? I loved it so much. I mean, it was, it was so good. It was so good. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I cried so I, many times. I just want to go to Ireland. <laughs> I can't stay in the concrete jungle of Aspen, Colorado anymore. <laughs> Damn you know, it. Why am I surrounded by the beauties of the Rockies? <laughs> when I went to Ireland, we were on a bus and there were all these rolling green hills. And I told my friend, looks like Hercules. Hercules is the town I'm from in California. And we have all these rolling green hills. <laughs> like I, I never left. And she was like, Charlie, everywhere does not look like Hercules. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it made me want to cry. You know, I literally go outside in the blazing sun and I get sunburned. And when I was seeing Ireland, it's a little overcast, a little rainy. I was like, oh, this is like where I need to be. <laughs> it's the one place I won't like walk outside and get sunburned. Short synopsis. Girl goes to Ireland to buy out some land and tear down an old castle to build a hotel. They say no. So she decides to stay for the matchmaking festival. And she finds a hunky Irishman. She falls in love and eventually realizes that her dream is not to be a real estate developer acquisitioner, but to actually be part of the project. They fall in love and that's that. But shall we get to the more detailed version? Yes. I always forget how these movies start. It starts with her. Her walking on the streets of New York, like making a deal. <laughs> she was like, bonjour, can we buy the hotel? And they're like, yeah. She's like, thanks. <laughs> like, wow, quick deal. <laughs> and then she's in a meeting and her boss says, you're not doing Paris anymore. I'm sending you to Ireland because there's this tiny town that has this huge castle. We want to tear the castle down and put this ugly new hotel there. I don't understand why that's like a fad. Why would you ever tear down a castle? I just don't understand it. I think it's more expensive to fix it up than to tear it down. Well, I can totally believe that. I stayed in a castle once. It was in France and it oh, was I not nice. Do you know that there's like tons of castles in France that are for sale for like $1 million and everyone like compares that to like a one bedroom in New York City and they're like, this is such a better deal. Anyway, so she goes to Ireland and then they cut to her love interest, Brendan, who is on the city council and kind of is like a jack of all trades. And it's him and everybody from the town and they're getting ready for the matchmaking festival. She flies to Ireland. She goes to the castle because she sees it and she's like, oh wait, stop. And she jumps out and she like kind of just walks in 
And the castle's unlocked because Brendan is doing work in there. Well, he's actually Irish jigging, but he's technically doing work in there. Um, And that's like their meet cute. It's like her trespassing onto the castle. And neither of them know that he's on the city council that doesn't want the castle to be torn down. And she is this new company that is trying to get the castle's land. After she checks into her hotel, she walks by a group of tourists, these three girls from Australia, mm-hmm. who immediately befriend her and they invite her out for drinks. So she goes to drinks and she's telling them why she's there to buy this castle and tear it down and build a hotel and Brendan overhears her and is immediately not happy with her and he gives her some sass and she gives him some sass back but he does give her a free shot um and she's like well we'll see tomorrow because I don't you know I don't lose acquisitions or whatever so she goes to city council and they literally do like everything in front of her so they like have people they want to sell wind chimes at the um farmer's market and so she has to like sit there and listen to different wind chimes to make sure the noise isn't annoying and like they talk about what they're going to be painting like the bathrooms of some visitor center and like all this stuff and so finally they let her speak and they flat out just say we don't want to hear it no she's pretty frustrated but they tell her that they would only sell to somebody who really knows the town so she decides to join the matchmaking festival and immerse herself in the town for the next week or so and y'all we looked it up this is actually based off of a real matchmaking festival it's a month-long festival in ireland in the village of Liz duvarna um, in county clare which is on the west coast of ireland near near the cliffs of moor which is where this town is supposed to be and it's in September for the whole month of September we must go <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough how we must go to this festival it was so much fun they had all these fun activities cooking classes uh, Irish sports um, they do like kayaking and paddle boarding and they like Knitting. Knitting. Yeah. Dancing. They, dancing. They had a dancing class. And they at the end of it, they have like this big ball at the castle. So anyway, so she decides to stay for this festival. And what she wants to do is do only the classes where city council members are teaching so she can kind of brown nose them. And I think what we didn't mention is her grandmother was from Ireland. And so she has a ring of her grandmother's. It's the hand-holding heart ring, which is called the Clada. So when she goes to Ireland, she also kind of wants to see a little bit of her grandmother. But the city council members don't know this history of her. So they just think, oh, girl, this girl's a brown-nosing weasel, to quote from Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Remember? Mr. Ungermeyer was like, that girl's a brown-nosing weasel. And so she, like, signs up to, like, do all these baking classes and she makes soda bread. And Brendan puts tons of salt in her soda bread and he kicks her out of the sports team. And The knitting teacher was really mean to her and wouldn't help her. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of bullying her. Yeah, they, like, are laughing at her misery. They want her to have a bad time so that she'll leave and not try to buy the castle. Yeah. Um. So they, I think the turning point, though, is she goes to a, the town has, like, a night social. And she goes and they do Irish step dancing or, like, a traditional dance. And her and Brendan start dancing together and then they're having like a good time that's kind of the turning point in their relationship the next day she's supposed to take kayaking from the head of the city council maybe he's the mayor and he like took her name off the list he's like oh sorry we don't have space for you so she ends up taking another cooking class with brendan's father and brendan's father asks him to join because they have an odd number of people and they make the food in pairs so they make this delicious stew they work together and they kind of bond as they're making the stew and she's really bad at peeling the carrots and so he puts his hand on top of her hand to teach her. It was very romantic. 
the next day they go to the Cliffs of Moor. He starts telling her different stories and folk tales. Um, and they just like start having a really good rapport. And that's when he tells her about the person he was matched with at the festival. Right. Some years back. And she was also American who left. Yeah. And they were engaged. So his parents own a restaurant or pub. And she goes to get a drink that night. And then they're so booked. She's like, oh, I'll help you. And so she helps him bartend. And like, she has such a good time. And she finds out that he makes whiskey. And they start like tasting whiskey together. So the next day, her Australian friends want to do the speed dating activity. So she goes and then he gets paired up. They get paired up together. And the mulch guy comes like beelining towards her. Like he is ready to talk about some more mulch. So Brendan's like, let's get out of here. So they both leave. He's like, do you want to go run some errands? So he goes to pick up his supply of barley and they meet the archivist and so she is like i kind of want to look up my grandmother and so they do and they find out where she lives the house is now torn down but they go and they visit it and they go to the the coast and she's really starting to like find her roots and when she saw that the house was demolished it made her really sad and it also made her think how the people of the town would feel if the castle was was demolished but even though she feels that way the mayor brings her in she like goes in to just say hello and ask to like be on the next town council meeting agenda and he says i'd like to talk to you and he talks about how he's actually ready to sell the castle because the town needs the money and so actually the town kind of all gets on board with it even brendan her boss tells her they're also looking at somewhere in dublin so her idea is well how we can make this unique is by making this into a castle resort keeping the castle and then expanding on it so they're trying Trying to use this end of festival party as a way to like show off the castle and get the boss to fall in love with the town. So the boss comes, the party's in full gear, the castle looks amazing, and they're all dancing around. And he says, yeah, this is a great place. But the Dublin deal is also very attractive because they lower the price and they already know the vendors. And she tells him, well, I have one more idea. I want to build the hotel on the castle. And He says, oh, well, then we'll definitely do Dublin because that'll be way too expensive. And that's not the kind of projects that our company does. And she was not expecting that. So then she's standing there all sad. Brendan comes out and she tells him that the deal's not going to happen. I guess I'm going to go back to America. There's nothing keeping me here, which is kind of rude. Yeah. And then he says, yeah. Dang, why'd you have to agree? Well, it would have been kind of desperate if he was saying, what about me? Well, that's true. But like, why did she have to say that at all? Anyway, she did not have to say that. So she leaves. We're like, no, no way. She's going all the way back to America. And then we get the skyline of New York City. And now three months later, she's miserable. And she like literally tells her friend, I'm going to quit. Her coworker had mentioned this project in England that dealt with preservation. We find out she got a job with them. Yeah. The first project is going to be building a hotel on top of this castle in Ireland. Oh, we, we forgot to mention that she like as a gift at the party, like gives him like a whole business plan about starting a distillery that could like still be small batch, but like could produce a ton more and like expand. And he like reeks out on her and it's like, oh, so anyway, he decides to do that as soon as she leaves. And so they both are in the castle and she's talking to the mayor who's now her like best friend and Brendan comes he sees her and he looks down on her ring she's like yeah my my grandmother she got it from here if we take on this project which they're really interested in doing I will be stationed here anyway he realizes that the ring is facing inward which means that she's taken and he says oh you're taken and she's like I hope so (laughs) (laughs) and then they kiss and it was beautiful (laughs) 
is. As luck would have it. So Mary, who are these people? Start with Mr. Alan Leach, y'all. Oh my gosh. Alan Leach is Branson from Downton Abbey. The chauffeur turned to lover, turned to favorite brother-in-law, friend and confidant of the family. He is an amazing actor. He was on all six seasons of Downton Abbey and was in the movie. Um, I believe he was in Bohemian Rhapsody, which was another one of his huge projects. And He was the manager in that. Um, he was in the imitation game. Um, he was in a show called Rome, an HBO show that was a pretty big deal. And he is from Ireland, which is actually a big plot point in Downton Abbey. He's very handsome. Yes, very handsome. It's rare that you get Hallmark actors, the male stars, who are such good actors. Honestly, we had two really, really good actors. Um, so shall we introduce our leading lady? Yes, Joanna Garcia Swisher, who I first saw on the show Freaks and Geeks. She was tiny in that show. She must have been 14 years old. And she was so funny. And she played like a really high-strung cheerleader, I think. And she's best known from Reba. She was the mm. daughter in Reba. She's also in Netflix's new show, Sweet Magnolias, which has been picked up for a season two. Oh, I forgot she was on that show, Privileged. Remember that? She played a nanny in a really rich family in New York and Lucy Hale was the oldest daughter. It was Lucy Hale's vehicle before Pretty Little Liars. She was in Once Upon a Time. She's got a long resume. Yeah. Revenge of the Bridesmaids with oh, Raven Simone. so good. I was literally talking about that earlier. She was great in this movie. She looked beautiful. Mary could not stop commenting about her hair. Her hair was beautiful. She has really pretty hair. Usually she's blonde, right? Reba, she was blonde. Yeah, Reba, she was blonde. But yeah, she her hair was beautiful. Just like perfect waves. Not a frizz in sight. Just, just like I wish I had her hair. Like I just want her hair. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> I guarantee she uses this thing I saw on QVC. It's like a rotating blow dryer. I really want one, mm -hmm. but it it looked beautiful. <laughs> I really want her hair. <laughs> She was she was very emotional in this movie and had a lot of personality and she did. heart. Very warm. Yeah. I feel like that you could just tell they were having a good time like making this movie. But who who do you think deserves the Oscar for this movie? Oh gosh, you know, I I mean, I feel like our leads were so good. It almost feels like robbery to take it away from them. <laughs> I would give it to Alan. I think he was really good. He was so good. He just had so much emotion. He's just such a good actor, y'all. He's just such a good actor. That's like one of the first times we've ever given it to a main character, other than in The Sweetest Heart. Yeah. It's the first time for a leading man. Congratulations, Alan. Yeah. This is a I big honor. I, I know you starred in a Best Picture winner, but... This might be the biggest thing to put on your resume. <laughs> and you know what? What range? Because he played such a despicable character in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. To go from that to a romantic comedy, charming, emotional lead. Yeah. I mean, he's just amazing. He's an amazing actor. <laughs> the Academy goes to you. All right. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> it's time for homemade or hostess. Homemade are things that we loved in the movie, like a homemade cupcake. And hostess are things we didn't like so much. Mary, why don't you start us off? I think a homemade has to be just the landscape. Just everything about mm. everything. Like It was really filmed in Ireland. Yeah, it was gorgeous, y'all. It was gorgeous. And to find out that the festival is like based off of a real thing. I just honestly just think about it makes me cry. <laughs> it was so beautiful. <laughs> Look, I know I live in a beautiful, gorgeous, majestic place, but that was so beautiful. I was thinking we need a matchmaking festival here. <laughs> That's true. We could Doesn't do have it. the appeal. This is a concrete jungle. <laughs> 
My first homemade is one of the early scenes. They're planning the matchmaking festival and the leader of it is assigning all these tasks. And she goes, Brendan, will you organize the gay football? And we were like, did she say gay football? <laughs> Y'all, it took us a really long time. <laughs> we were like, maybe, maybe it's Gaelic football. Mary was like, well, what? maybe for the matchmaking festival, they have gay activities too. So they have a gay football game and football there is soccer. So we still don't know because they didn't have, they didn't show it. We thought when they were playing this, whatever sport they were playing, I forget what it's called. It looked like lacrosse. He said it from, he said it once. Yeah, he said it. And they, they said it a bunch of times and I, I can't remember what I was <laughs> Yeah, it was a long word. That wasn't Gaelic football because I looked up Gaelic football and that looks more like rugby. Hey, if you're listening and you know what she said, please DM us at Thirsty for Hallmark. Was it gay football? Please say yes. <laughs> I was like, I was expecting all these gay people at the Patrick Festival. <laughs> we didn't see any. Well, maybe we did at the dance dancing. There were some guys who looked a little um, light in the loafers. Um, maybe they did have gay people and we just didn't pick them out. We'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> I think uh, another homemade for me was all the live music that they had and the dancing and just like the jovial spirit of everything. I just like, guys, I can't even express you how much I want to go. That dance scene was amazing. It was so cute. And the dancing was good. They, I mean, I was like, how do they know? They knew when to like go down and up. I like, did they teach a class? Was that one of the classes we missed? Maybe. That yeah. must have been a that class. Would make sense. Because everybody knew how to do it. And I was like, some of these people are tourists. Yeah, it looked kind of like a cross between line dancing or contra dancing and square dancing, which I'm sure that's those things all came from Irish dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I have another homemade. Okay. The entire story about her grandmother in the ring, I thought that was really beautiful. Mm. And it was it like came full circle. And you know, she like knew the traditions of it, and like that's how we could tell that he, she was in love with him. I just I felt like that was a really beautiful way of doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll throw in a hostess. There's one scene where she's wearing this salmon pink peasant top and it's all wrinkled and it looks like it's too big for her. It just looks bad. Why is she wearing this? Also, it's like very obviously cold and it's a backless shirt. I was like, I would, she's freezing. There's no way she's not freezing in that shirt. I have to say some of the wardrobe choices for her were weird and him for that matter. Mm, Yeah. Oh, what I did like, though, in the cooking class, the first cooking class where they're making the Irish soda bread, the teacher has this beautiful floral apron Mm -hmm. and she has a different beautiful floral apron. And I was like, God, I need a nice apron. Yeah, I would love to take a class like that, like where they have the stations. You kind of feel like you're on like the Great British Bake Off. I loved the different activities they had. It was a jam packed festival, man. They were like booking it. (laughs) I would love it. I love scheduled activities like that. That's why I love cruises so much. I loved all the rituals that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. They talked a lot about the history and the folklore, but the rituals are really what touched me. And it made me kind of sad that we don't have a lot of rituals like that here. We don't have such a rich culture. Yeah. I, I think one hostess, well, it's not a hostess. It's kind of also homemade. Normally in Hallmark, and I say this with love because part of the joy of watching Hallmark is trying to predict the end. But normally you can kind of predict the end. And we predicted that they were going to turn it into a hotel. 
right? Like, like, it, like she was going to pitch it to her boss and then it was going to work and then she was going to move to Ireland and like that was going to be the story. And it didn't work out. And like it shocked me a little yeah. bit. I was shocked by it. I was like, well, I guess she'll just quit her job and then just like move back. But then she like got a new job. I feel like there was a lot of turns in this story that I I didn't really anticipate. Mm-hmm. I also, I could have done without Mulch Guy. I'm going to be honest. Just a little bit less. Yeah. Or just a little bit of him. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. He came, he came in way too often. I liked what he was what he was saying. The website is mulch.co.uk. <laughs> I did like that. These four people are just trying to take a picture. He even found a match at this matchmaking festival. Mm-hmm. I do wish they had showed how the matches worked. Because in the beginning, they're all filling out a questionnaire. And they made it seem like the mayor of the town matches everybody. But that's not really what happened. So I don't know. I feel like he kind of matches people. But I think... But see, I'm wondering if they fill out this questionnaire and then they try to convince them to do activities together. That one couple... So one couple came back the year later. And they like got married at the festival, which is super cute. And... And they were cooking partners together for one of the oh, like cooking classes. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's how they. Yeah, it. there were a lot of partnered activities. Yeah, that must be it. I was hoping there would be some ceremony at the final party where they give everybody like a certificate that says who their match is. <laughs> but alas, that's not what it is. But they have tons of marriages. So the mayor said he like married 3,474 marriages. I'm surprised or- they can't support the town with just weddings. I know, they should turn the castle into like a wedding thing. Well, they said they do weddings at the castle all the time. So How much are they charging? <laughs> I feel like weddings are a very lucrative business. Speaking of charging, there was one part where she said, we're, the festival's not doing very well. The prices for everything keep going up. I'm like, well, raise your prices too. <laughs> Yet again, I'm confused by the finances. <laughs> when you're a screenwriter, you're not a business genius. Well, necessarily. Necessarily. <laughs> You know what I was the hostess for? That they bullied her in the beginning. Like, they were straight up bullies. They were laughing at her. Yeah, the knitting woman was like, I just want to laugh at her. I just felt like it was a little uncalled for. I love the whiskey tasting. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so romantic. He was having her try all these different whiskeys, and she was telling him what she thought of them. When they showed all the whiskey bottles, I thought they looked like syrup, and it made me long for a movie, another movie about syrup. Didn't they have a movie about syrup not that long ago? If you're talking about Falling for Vermont, that was a while ago. No, I'm talking about the one where they make... (gasps) You're right. Like, (laughs) Andrew Walker is in it, right? Yeah. Was that Cranberry Christmas? No, no, no. Yeah, he wasn't in that. It was in the fall. It was Autumn Dreams, Autumn Harvest. It was the other one with Nikki Deloach. Yeah. yeah. Nikki Deloach. <laughs> okay, you're right. Didn't he like make syrup, maple syrup? Did he make it or did he just put the tap in the tree to show how it works? He did he did put the tap in the tree to show how it works, but I thought he was making candies. You're right. We did just. I want another movie about maple syrup. I love maple syrup. And I just saw a TikTok about how it's made, and it's such a long process. Oh my gosh. I just looked up. It's called Sweet Autumn. Sweet Autumn, yes. And literally the first comment Love Nikki Deloach. The hairstyle is awful. <laughs> we did talk about that. <laughs> You know, she's in that documentary I was telling you about, the boy band con. She was one of the Lou Perlman people, too, when she was in the group Innocence. Oh. And she had some scandalous things to say. When the group disbanded, he made them all sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm. And she said, I'm not signing this because I'm going to tell everybody I can all the things that you did. And she didn't. I mean, she didn't sign it. Yeah. She is a tough, strong woman. I really like her. Um, Anyway, (laughs) getting back to the movie. Can I voice a grievance with you? Oh, yeah. Sure. My dog Tortilla likes Mary so much more than me. (laughs) 
And it's not fair. When I sit on the couch and watch TV, Tortilla sits all the way on the edge of the couch or on the ground. But Mary comes over, she sits on the couch, and Tortilla just jumps up, winds herself under her legs. And just like... I'll be sitting and she just crawls up to my shoulder and then falls asleep on my shoulder. It's like her face is like inches from my face. I'm like, oh, you just, okay. We're very close right now. Okay. Oh, she's looking at you. She never does that with me and I beg her to. She's a girl's girl. Oh, there was a line that we thought was kind of funny. I think maybe it was rhetorical. There's a side story, very minor, of one of the Australian girls falls in love with like someone else who works at the bar. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to Brendan and being like, I'm not sure if she likes you. And he goes, have you seen the way she looks at you when you're not looking? (laughs) And I just, I... (laughs) I could not. I could not with that. I was like, did you hear what you just said? When he's not looking, how would he have seen? How? Maybe he could have like held up a mirror. (laughs) Or maybe. That's the way to tell if somebody like just, guys, just constantly have a mirror. (laughs) Just be like, when you're not looking, like show, point your mirror to. That's a good idea. But I will say it came up later in the movie because she wasn't looking at him and he was looking at her and he was like deeply in love. And she didn't see how he was looking at her when she wasn't looking. (laughs) So if you want to know somebody likes you, look at them when you're not looking. That's the moral. Let me remember to put that on TikTok. Oh, another thing that I liked. (laughs) He asked her how she got into this business of being a hotel acquisition manager or something. And she said she studied architecture and she wanted to work for a museum. But she got a temp job for this company and just moved up. And when I lived in New York, I was a temp. And they, they offered me a permanent job. But I decided to go to grad school instead. And then... When I was in San Francisco, I got a temp job and I ended up working there for five years and getting promoted a few times. Wow. I've always thought temping is a really great way to get your career going. Now we've learned two things. Temp to get a career. And when you want to find out if someone's in love with you, (laughs) look at them while you're not looking. Yes. Both very valid pieces of advice. I do wonder if he was asking that rhetorically. Even if he was asking it rhetorically, does it make sense? Yeah, he should have just said, you, should you see. haven't seen. Yeah, you, yeah just, you should see how she looks at you or you, you haven't seen. You should hear how she talks about you. You should hear what she says. I always think, um, um, what is it? The mo- that, that song, um, da 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 he loves you so it's in his is it in his kiss in his kiss yeah in his kiss in it's his kiss, kiss. No, that's, that's not where it is oh <laughs> that's not what she was he was telling <laughs> <laughs> for some reason i thought of that that is another way to know if somebody likes you if they're kissing you <laughs> i'm pretty sure might be a good <laughs> indicator you never know though anymore my last homemade is these conversations with the two actors that they had right before each commercial break remember this oh yeah those were so cool they were talking about experiences they had on making the movie and little irish tradition it was nice to see their real life personalities yeah so mary who would we play in this movie we had two characters one we really want to be one i think it's actually more accurate for us yes <laughs> the ones we, the ones we want to be are the really good dancers from the dance scene there are these two people one with the man with the red shirt and then the girl with like the pinkish red dress and the blonde hair and the blonde hair just killing it floating on air yeah just just killing it i i think your character was the choreographer probably yeah they were just dancing up a storm and we're like that should be us they were all doing the same steps but when but these two did it, doing it better. <laughs> these two did it it looked a lot better amazing, yeah. Yeah. but uh i think in reality we would be the wind chime couple the o'malley's <laughs> the o'malley's 
who want to sell wind chimes at the state farm. And so they're like, the farmer's the, market. The, the farmer's market. <laughs> they're like, well, we need to hear a wind chime to see how annoying it would be. So they like literally like. <laughs> I don't even think these two people were shown in focus. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were blurry. But they were there all the, all the same. And that was us. Yes. Um, who won Best Actor if we did a poll? Oh, the poll winner was Goldie. You know what? Daniel was ahead. He was ahead. And I was like, yes, Daniel's going to win. And then uh, some more votes came in and it tipped the other way to Goldie. I knew it. She was a good actress. <laughs> Congratulations to Goldie. Thank you. Daniel, maybe next time. Uh, so Mary, in this movie, we got three months later. What do you think happens one year later? She's helping doing the restoration of the castle. And they're actually getting super involved with the festival, like the company that's doing the restoration. And they like help do these huge events at the castle and maybe some like historical things as well and some tours of their renovations and their restorations to get people like more involved. Um, and I think she's living now there and they're slowly falling in love. He is like, I'm going to take a group up to the Cliffs of Moher and you should come. Oh, okay, yes, that'd be fantastic. And he's like, yeah, we're going to do like a sunset view. Mm. She's like, oh, cool. And he's like, but the bus is full, so we're going to drive by ourselves. Because, you know, like even in this movie, but also in Town Abbey, he was a chauffeur. So he, he was constantly driving in this movie. And I was like, is this like a subtle plug to Town Abbey? <laughs> like, what's going on? So he and drives her up. She's the rest of the group like where is everyone and he's like well it's it's actually just us and he reminds her of the story um that he had told her before of the woman who was in love and was like running after the guy and then she like stays there and you can see her profile on the cliff and he says that's like how i was when you left to go to america <laughs> and she's like that's how i felt too and he's like i never want to be apart from you and he takes her grandmother's ring off her hand, gets down on one knee, and he puts it on her left hand, which is supposed to signify that she is engaged or married. And he says, will you marry me? Oh, that's cute. I like that. She says, no. Not oh, just kidding. Mary. She says, yes. Of course. They have a huge ass wedding at the castle. <laughs> you may know Thirsty for Hallmark now has a TikTok at Thirsty for Hallmark on TikTok. Please follow us. Uh, we're doing a series right now of lessons we've learned from real Hallmark movies. So far, I've got seven of them. And if you have any lessons from Hallmark movies, kind of offbeat things, like if your fiance has a hotter brother, marry him instead, something along those lines, please let me know and I will give you credit. Yeah. Next week, the movie is called Right in Front of Me. Yep. It looks really cute. And it's got the girl who played Mona. <laughs> I can never remember her name. Janelle Parrish. Janelle Parrish. And um, who's the guy? You know, you calling her? the girl who played Mona I feel like that role is following her and I hope it doesn't follow her her whole life probably will it's I mean it's a compliment to her as an actress that she made such an impression mm -hmm. because even the main Pretty Little Liars actors I don't think you would always call them by that character name like people still call Lucy Hale Lucy Hale maybe Spencer maybe right in front of me will be the thing that make everybody stop thinking of her as Mona and start thinking of her as a Hallmark lead it's also in Brad yeah Marco Grazzini who that is oh Oh, daddy. Check this out. Oh, my gosh. Abs for days. He is a Canadian actor. I suggest you Google him. Who was in... It looks like he was in other Hallmark movies. He's actually in a couple, but he's just not been the lead. So this is maybe his... Uh, what was he in? The Story of Us... And then <gasps> a Valentine's Day match. Yeah. Valentine's Day match. I don't know what he was. In yeah. I don't remember him. I hate to be that person, but. I, I think I just watched both of those movies. Hmm. Can't place them. Well, oh. I guess we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, everybody, remember. Stay, stay thirsty. thirsty.
I did want to tell one little story about when I was in Ireland. We go to the Blarney Castle. We take a bus, the official bus. The bus stops in front of a big castle. The driver yells out, Blarney Castle. Right after he said that, a woman goes, is this the Blarney Castle? (laughs) Blarney Castle. Is this the Blarney Castle? (laughs) I swear we laughed for days after that. The Blarney Castle actually looked like where you kiss the Blarney Stone looked exactly like where they went to see the view, the top of the castle. Uh, I don't know if people are going to be kissing that stone after COVID. I mean, when I did it, everybody was doing it. It didn't seem gross. But I think now, even before COVID, I would not do that. 